And yes, here we are, KCSF 90.9, your community, your radio. War Fridays with All Good Funk Alliance, guests in the studio today.
And yes, here we are, KCSF 90.9, your community, your radio, World Fridays, today with special guest, All Good Funk Alliance, here in the studio. Welcome, Rusty. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome here. So today we're gonna fe- we're gonna feature like a live DJ set from you here. Like we are honored about that, honored about that. So you guys c- came from uh, Washington DC, all the way from DC. Yes, came all the way from DC uh, to play uh, last night at Elbow Room, tonight at Mighty, and tomorrow in Arcata. Cool. So the little California. Tour, a yeah, a little California tour. I love it out here, so I always try and get any chance I can to come out here and uh, make it out. Yeah, and I think people love it here because uh, the, the last two times I saw you performing here was was was, was, was pretty good. Last time, uh, last last time was yesterday at Elborum was really really good and uh, a mezzanine like was in March. So all good funk alliance. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was it was great last night. Elbow room was slamming. I, I can't believe how um, crazy it was for a Thursday night. Like people sweating, jumping, just yeah, really getting down. That's a great crowd. Afrolicious really put together a great night. Um, Oz and Pleasure Maker are great guys. I met them a while ago, and it was a real honor to actually get to finally play their party. Yeah, let's send a big love to them. And let's talk about All Good Funk Alliance. So you guys are a duo. Yes, it's two of us. It's me and Frank Cueto. And um, we started back in 97. Um, we both met at community college, taking a music engineering course. And uh, Frank was the only other guy in there that wasn't into heavy metal or, you know, something kind of crazy. Like, we were both in techno and house and electronica. So we were kind of a natural pairing in class. And um, we ended up just, like, working together on projects and becoming really close friends and um, musical partners. He was he was very skilled uh, at writing music and being a musician and handling the the DAW at the time. And I was better at picking ideas and songs and and like formulating ideas together. So we kind of made a great combo. Yeah, a combination of the two. I was thinking the combination of the, of the two made um, all good funk alliance. That is uh, a production team, but also a DJ. Absolutely, we DJ together. We produce together. And uh, you just released an album? Yes, called, called Jacks of All Trades. Jacks of All Trades, uh, out with uh, Fort Knox Recordings. Yeah, Fort Knox Recordings. Yeah, we love those guys. And those. Uh, yeah, we love, it. we love them too. And um, now we are, we are, uh, there is a remix EP going on. Right, the yeah. Recently, it was just, uh, just published, no? This yes, we just dropped the remix EP last week. It's got remixes from uh, Tad Wiley, who did like a house remix. Um, Dad's on display, which are these two 19-year-old guys from D.C. who are just killing it. And um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, Fort Knox 5 did a remix of uh, Mr. Hypnoid, which is really slamming. And uh, J-Pod out of... Uh, Canada did like a cool glitch hop Spanish kind of vocal one and Omega Man out of Australia. So really unique um, remix EP. And the next one coming out next month is going to be just as hot. Cool. Cool. So let's talk about the music of All Good Funk uh, Alliance. Like you have a, like a kind of a signature sound you develop in these years. Like kind of a signature sound. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we've always had like a, we've always done kind of like the mid-tempo breakbeat kind of b-boyish thing but um recently we really got into digging into like the history of our city and there's a style of music called go-go music and it comes from 
back in the day when Chuck Brown and uh, um, his ilk would do shows, in between their songs, they would notice that the dancing would kind of stop and people would peter and walk away and go over to get drinks and whatnot, and they would have to build their dance floor back up whenever they started again. So they would leave the percussionist and drummer on, and they would play between each song. And that's really how Go-Go got started back in the 70s. And then a band, Trouble Funk, who was opening up for them, saw them doing this. And then when Chuck Brown and Soul Searchers started touring the country, Trouble Trouble Funk would stay in D.C. doing this style of Go-Go, which meant to play music between the songs. And it became kind of a percussion-heavy sound. And it's really kind of defined by the Roto-Toms, which is a drum that kind of sounds like a bucket. And um, the poor guys on the street would literally play buckets, and that's how they got that sound. So they wanted to get a percussion instrument that sounded as close to that as possible. So they used the rototoms, and it's close to you know it's got its basis in Latin percussion, but it's also more of a start-stop file style, where Latin is a smooth, you know, progressive, moving percussion. Um, go-go is start-stop, so you kind of play stop, play stop. So it, it kind of falls within on the one category and you're using triplets as well so it's kind of a style that we adopted and uh this song that we just finished playing go-go bananas was one of our kind of future go-go songs we also did a song called throwdown that was that style as well and so, uh, so you guys uh, took this uh, this mu- this typical dc musical style go-go like you said and you tried to actualize modernize or make it like contemporary absolutely okay. that's exactly what we wanted to do we wanted to modernize it and kind of add our own flavor to it and kind of spread it around the world no one really knows go-go and yeah um, i never heard about it and uh, i just hearing the story now <laughs> sounds very very fun like, i mean it's it's what is today the club club scene no there is no 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 interruption between songs and uh, a continuous no trip. right yeah i mean it's a it's a you know now it's like oh we always do that but yeah, yeah back then you know they would stop and yeah. people would run off and get drinks and they would have to fight for their dance floor again so yeah it made total sense to develop that oh uh, nice story. i never i never heard about it <laughs> <laughs> every day you know you learn a new thing <laughs> a new thing so like in nowadays you you do this uh, like third millennium Go-Go? <laughs> well, we're calling it Future Go-Go. Future Go-Go, yeah. For now. You know, who knows? You know, it, it, I, I'm never good at the marketing side of these type of things. But it sounded to me like the, the whole idea was, let's take that old Go-Go sound and update it and make it sound kind of futurized with synths and, and kind of futuristic sounds. So that was what we were trying to go for. Yeah, but why don't we listen to like an example? Uh, we just listen. Well, let's let's play another song. Would you like to hear something along the old school go-go lines from like maybe Trouble Funk or something? Yeah, maybe. Why not? Why not? Let's, uh, let's, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. L- let's please our listener with some go-go. Okay. Yeah, because you know I'm I'm so curious I'm about it. Um, so. This was a re-edit we did of um, Let's Get Small, which is a popular trouble funk um, go-go track um, here in, uh, out in D.C. And here we have Casey. Yeah, man. 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 Y
Yes, here we are, KCSF 90.9, your community, your radio, War Fridays, all good funk alliance guests in the house today. So we just heard some uh, Gogo original, Gogo in an in a edit, like nowadays edit. And yep. I'm, I'm curious about the scene in DC right now. How is the scene, the music scene in DC? Looks like a very, like... Florida, lots of things are going on, huh? There is. It's it's a it was a city that was kind of uh, I would say six seven years ago, like music wise in the city, it was kind of okay, but kind of dying down. But um, it really like in the last six years has exploded and gotten really good. We have really good clubs now. We have this place called U Street Music Hall, which is voted uh, second best sound system by Bport in America. And uh, they came along, and it's owned by Titsworth and Will Eastman, two DJs. And uh, it's been great. It's been a great home for us. We play there all the time. 18th Street Lounge, which has been there forever, um, has just gotten better and better. They, you know, they've always treated us good. We play there. Four Knox Five play there. Um, kind of anyone that's anyone in, in the city of D.C. kind of plays there or randomly plays there. And then um, there's just so many, like, great little clubs going on there. But scene-wise, like... We had the whole Moombaton craze um, blow up out of the city, like, I want to say two years ago now. Dave Nauta kind of invented the style, and um, it really blew up. They do a Moombaton Wednesdays there, and it sells out, like a Wednesday night. Wednesday, yeah. Just goes rammed, you know, ram club. Uh, and uh, 
that whole scene is really big. There's a whole like rave scene now that's really huge. They have this place called Echo Stage, which is a huge stadium type place, and they fill it with um, you know people that are like Paul Van Dyke and those kind of DJs will come yeah. in, and they totally fill that out. And then there's a great house scene, and um, there's even a drum and bass scene. So we have all these kind of micro scenes, but you know a lot of them kind of cross pollinate and work with each other. Um, you know the us guys, uh, Four Knox Five, All Good Funk Alliance, and and kind of our ilk. We have a, a nice following, not the biggest following in the city, but we kind of we get crossover from people that go see people like Bass Nectar and Pretty Lights and. Those kind of acts are kind of into us as well. So we get um, younger people and older people at our shows. Yeah, because we got to say, nowadays, it's the iPod um, era, no? So people listen randomly to music. They listen like a shuffle song, no? So it can happen, like, uh, uh, all good funk alliance, and then afterwards, Led Zeppelin, and then uh, bass, ne- bass Nectar, no? Because, I mean, it's uh, it's part of the deal nowadays, this, no? You right, it's just a big <laughs> mixing pot. Yeah, it's a it's, yeah. I mean, people don't know what it is, but they like it or they don't like it. Looks like the the, quote, the famous quote of Duke Ellington. For me, there are just two kinds of music, good and bad, no? Absolutely. I agree with that quote wholeheartedly. So, I don't hate any type of music. I mean, I even thought I hated country music, and I recently had to do a, a gig playing ma- mainly country music, and there were some great gems to be found in, yeah. in that genre. So yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I will say that any genre probably has something respectable in it. Yeah, for sure, definitely. I mean, good music is good music. You cannot, there, there is no objection. No? Like, mm, <laughs> there is good music. All. But let's talk about the, um, the how do you, the, the composition process, how that, does it work? Because you are two guys like doing songs together. So how does it work? Like uh, you have an idea or Frank is, like draw something and how does it work? Um, we work two different ways. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll um, come up with ideas and get together and, and try to accomplish those ideas. We'll also just, if something strikes us, I have a studio at my house, Frank has a studio at his house, we just hit the studio and start writing. Okay. Um, we recently did a whole EP of trap music um, as a side project. And that was just out of the pure love of like finding about trap music and looking into it and digging it and like wanting to try and make it and doing that. Um, we also, you know, do edits and just whatever we feel like as they come along. But the end result, if it's an All Good Funk Alliance song or it's an All Good Funk Alliance remix, we get together and we both decide if we like it or not. And it can be a, a very rewarding process if you bring your, your part over to your partner and he's like, oh, I love this. Let me add this and, you know, let's make this beautiful song together. And sometimes you can get together and be like, you know, that part sucks. And you've spent hours on a synthesizer yeah. trying to get yeah. just the right keys. And, you know, if it sucks, it sucks, you know. And yeah. sometimes as a composer, you have to step back and go, it's good to have a partner that can look at you and say things objectively without, you know, everyone getting their feelings hurt. You kind of got to take your personality out of it and let the song um, speak for itself. And if your personality and egos get in the way of the song, then you're, you're running the music. So I've always felt like this song kind of has its own personality and it needs to do what it needs to do. And what you've done to it or not done to it, it kind of, you know, gets in the way of the process of becoming, making a beautiful song. Yeah. You know, it's true, it's true, like, if uh, that that song doesn't have the groove or stuff, you can work on it, like, forever, but, you know, it's better. Yeah, I mean, it's a very simple process, really, yeah. and yeah. if you try to complicate it, you're gonna, you're just gonna run it. Yeah. 
And um, what, how, how do you see the fu funk right now? I mean, the funk scene, like the development. Uh, what is the what is the future? I mean, because uh, well, I think funk has a huge future right now. Um, I'm always impressed with how it keeps coming back. I mean, I've done this funk thing since '97. You know, we had a really good run back in 2005 to 2007. Like we were booking shows everywhere, and then the electro scene kind of happened and. We stopped getting bookings, and we noticed all these electro DJs started getting bookings. And then DJs became superstars all of a sudden, and it was like this whole changeover. And it seemed like people were kind of getting away from like the funk of it. And I think people kind of are starting to burn out on all that. And they're, they're starting to realize that there's other forms of music out there that maybe have a little bit more depth and soul to it. I, you know, look at Pretty Lights or Emancipator. Or any of these other like you know mainstream electronic artists that aren't doing straight hard rubbing dubstep or electro house, yeah. and they seem to be doing okay, and that seems to be a, a great trim. You know, you know, grammatic as well. You know, there's a lot of these guys that are coming out that that don't do really hard music, and people seem to be liking the prettier side of stuff. And I, I feel like funk is somewhere in the middle there. Funk funk's pretty and dirty at the same time. You know, great those great Parliament songs. Always had great like deep elements to them, and then really funky jam out jam out sections. So, but like you know, in a matter of like style, what do you think is gonna go like future funk or like back to the roots? How do you see these well, like, trends? I, I mean, I I love the whole future funk thing. Um, I don't know if you have you ever dug the future funk genre on SoundCloud. A lot of these guys that are doing, I like, see a lot of young cats, and they seem to be taking boogie tracks and funk tracks and like slowing them down, adding a bunch of effects to them, adding their own beats back over top of them and then kind of spitting out a new kind of version of these older tracks, but they still maintain that visceral funk element in the background. Nice. I think it's really awesome. I, you know, I, I should check it. I should, oh yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to play bigger. you some here in uh, a little yeah. bit, but um, yeah, that's, you know, to me that seems to be where funk is kind of heading and, You know, if it's going that direction, I'm fine with it. I, lo I, I, I love that it's, it's still around and people are still think it's relevant and get into it. And, I mean, of course, there's always going to be breakdancers and b-boys, and they love, they love the <laughs> funk. They're, yeah. they're never going to leave that, you know. Yes, especially in this country, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. What do you think? Let's, uh, let's play something, something else? Yeah, so I was going to do a short little set of um, some remixes that we've done and nice. some remixes from the remix EP so you can kind of see where we're um, at and where we're going musically. And then maybe after that we can do some of the future funk stuff. Nice, sounds good. Here we are, KCSF 90.9, World Fridays with All Good Funk Alliance special guests in the studio, live DJing set.
Yes, here we are, KCSF 90.9, your community, your radio, World Fridays today with a special guest in the house, All Good Funk Alliance.
So we just heard uh, uh, something was coming up soon, no? Yes, that's the uh, feature cast remix of Throwdown from our album. And that'll be on the next remix EP. In the next remix EP, you said it's going to be in a month. Released in a yeah, month. it'll be in a month. Yep. In a month. So what's going on uh, next for All Good Funk Alliance? Um, well, I, we're going to try and do an EP and have it out by early next year. And um, hopefully we're going to continue with the future go-go sound. But we're also not going to limit ourselves to anything. I mean, I'm sure Talking whatever about side, will come side out. Side projects, something like that? Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, you know, we're always going to have side projects. Okay. I do a side project called Sons of Satin, which is kind of the tri- or tribal, I'm sorry, the um, trap stuff and some of the future type stuff. And we have a SoundCloud page, um, Sons of Satin on SoundCloud, and uh, if you want to get on there and check it out, all the stuff we've done is completely free. I did a song with Steve Raskin from Fort Knox 5, did a song with Queued Up, and um, what, song what exactly? Sorry for the interruption. No problem. What exactly trap, you say? Trap music is uh, it's a genre, but I consider it more of a template. Um, it's kind of taking over the, the festival scene. Um, You know, dubstep was huge for so many years, and then Moombaton came along and kind of took over, and now Trap's kind of the next big thing. Uh. And uh, it's uh, basically they produce at uh, 135 beats per minute to 145 beats per minute and up, and they do um, the kick and snare on the halftime, and they typically use uh, 808 sounds. And the 808 sounds were, it's an old drum machine, and the 808 kick was a huge kick with a boomy decay. And they tend to use that instead of any kind of bass line. The kick serves as a bass line. And um, then they use hi-hats. The hi-hats will usually be in real time. And then um, kind of like getting a stuttery kind of third uh, a triplet kind of effect going on. And then um, usually the sounds on top, you know, it ranges from anything. There's a style that Uzi does of trap, which is like banging, clubby, you know, almost... Um, ravey sounding and then there's also like the real chill side of trap which guys like Lindsay Lowend and um, Rudy P are doing which is more like taking chill wave elements and like indie rock elements and flipping them into trap and making more of a like dreamy sound so it has a wide range of like music and styles and things you can do with it um, I kind of got enamored with it this past summer um, hanging out with these 19 year old producers And they're like, you know, big thing for us is trap. I was like, what is this? You know, I, I literally, like, the night I heard about it, I stayed up till 5 a.m. downloading as much as I could and learning about it and immersing myself in it because it just seems so interesting. And, um, you know, I love it, but it's not, I'm certainly not leaving the funk for it. You know, yeah. it's a great diversion, though. It was fun to, like, see how they do it and really develop, like, my own kind of style around it and, and enjoy it and then kind of incorporate it. You know, my sets go all over the place. Last night when I played at Elbow Room, i played Future Go-Go, I played Boogie, I played Disco, I played House, and I played Trap. I played a little bit of everything. And it all, you know, as a DJ, I, tre- I always try to, like, incorporate a bunch of different styles so that you're, you have something, a little something for everyone. And you're always evolving the sound on the floor and not letting anyone get bored. I've never tried to, you know, I love house music, but I hate it after two hours or German bass or any of it. I, I don't want to hear it for over a two-hour period of time. I want things to keep moving and flowing. Yeah, and with the younger generation, I think they're more into to yeah, things exactly. that move and change up. But that's why there are DJs, no? And they, that's why they are like eclectic DJs with eclectic taste and stuff like that, no? So just to not stuck in one genre all night, no, all, all the time. No, no, you know, we we want to we want to be able to to kind of go around all that and change BPMs, you know. Yeah. You don't want to always stay at one BPM. You're yeah. 
your emotions and, and feelings move with your heart rate and, you know, your body temperature and everything. So it's great. It's great to bring people up, bring them back down, bring them up again and make a full journey experience out of it. Sounds good. You you look very like uh, excited, like very passionate when you talk about music and uh, like all different genres. <laughs> and, uh, no, yeah, you see, I see that you are really digging it and uh, like with with your soul. No? Yeah, I, I am. I absolutely am. And uh, you know, like you have the enthusiasm of of like you said before. No, when you first hear about trap music, you stayed up till 5 a.m. to just get all the things you can get from the internet. No, absolutely. So. So, like you said, so this is side trap project is called so, so, so Sons of Satin. Sons of Satin. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's you know, it's just something we're doing for fun. So I also do a side project with my partner Frank called B Team, which is more house oriented stuff. And uh, we have a label called Super Hi-Fi, which we run together. And um, that's going to have some releases coming out soon on that. And then we're also doing like a chill wave. Um, kind of uh, a punky disco album with this singer called Piper Davis who you heard in that previous mix on the song Closer to the Edge um, I'm a huge fan of Piper Davis and um, I think she has a huge future in front of her and I want to be part of that so we're really like trying to put together a bunch of music for her now and um, get songs to her for her to write on so it's kind of the next big push Nice. But, you know, I was reading, like, yesterday something, like some interview you guys had did, and um, you were saying, or you or Frank, I don't remember who, you were saying that when you guys start to appreciate electronic music back then, was uh, there wasn't all this genre, like, distinction. It was electronic music. Mostly. Absolutely, yeah. So that sounds like what you're saying now, it sounds like that you are bringing, bringing it back how it was, no? like electronic music with no borders. No? You know what? I never thought of it that way. That's funny you, you bring that up. I've, I've, I guess we are going back to our roots. Yeah, I mean, bringing electronic music as a, with lots, uh, as a, a unique thing, but with lots of uh, little stamps. No? Like, Absolutely, yeah. We want to... We We want to always do our, you know, whatever style we can, but, like, have our own unique stamp on it. Exactly. Nice. And uh, what about the influences? I think you, you had lots of, like, past and present. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, on, the, on the album, we had a lot of influences that we kind of went back and we had those guys do remixes for our album. Arcadion being a prime example. Um, he did an, an album um, that didn't get a lot of press. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of underrated, but it was all future Go-Go style. And it was like him taking Go-Go styles and like going really deep and weird with it and very 8-bitty. And um, he really, you know, I was kind of doing the same thing along at the same time. And so I was like, wow, here's this guy in England doing something along the same lines, but in a different way. And uh, he was hugely influential on us. He did a remix of Go-Go Bananas that will be out on the next remix EP that's really good. So look out for Arcadion. He's amazing. Um, Dad's on Display, who are the two um, kids that we know out of uh, Silver Spring, Maryland. They're, they're just awesome producers for how young they are. They're 19, 20 years old and um, are just killing it um, as Dad's on Display. Um, one of them is also Lindsay Lowend, who does uh, kind of the deep trap stuff. And he's blowing up. I mean, he recently put like a YouTube clip up of one of his songs. I think it had 70,000 views in a week, which, you know, we, our video hasn't had that in the three years it's been up. So it's amazing how YouTube's now turning into the de facto way that kids find music and look yeah. for music. And, and you can really blow up if you have, you don't even need a video. You just need your picture up there and a great yeah. song. And, yeah. you know, you can really um, blow up from that. 
So um, Lindsay Lohan, Arcadion, Dad's on Display, um, Feature Cast, um, who was uh, the, that last uh, remix you heard. And I also I started out that last set with a Feature Cast song that we remixed called Soul Children that's going to come out on uh, his remix EP off of Jalapeno Records. And Feature Cast is an old friend of ours. Um, we put him on Funk Weapons a long time ago, Super Hi-Fi. And he's kind of taken over the ghetto funk scene. He is the best ghetto funk DJ that or DJ producer that I know. I love his stuff. Um, so we we definitely propped him up on this as well. And what about like um, influences from the past? Influences from the past. I mean, we're definitely influenced by um, bands like uh, Basement Jacks, um, uh, Bronx Dogs were hugely influential on us, and that was. Uh, um, this guy these guys out of england that were doing kind of sample based stuff um cold cut dj food um if you want to go even older than that quincy jones um all his production was amazing herbie hancock um on the latin tip we love tito puente um trouble funk of course chuck brown rare essence the dc kind of sound that we love and uh we try and like take a a large swath of all that and incorporate it into our own sound. Of course, we also love disco and boogie and like all those like seventies productions, um, synth heavy stuff. You know, if you, if you have ever followed any of our other stuff, we, on this last album, we got really into synthesizers. We didn't really use them heavily on any of our other albums. And that was a huge influence from neighbor. Um, this guy out of Cal or, uh, Canada that really influenced us in that way. So, so lots the, of them. The, there is lots of lots of things, <laughs> <laughs> lots of influences, and um, why don't you play like um, like a, a little um, set of future funk? Yeah, future funk. This is the style that we were talking about earlier. So yeah, um, yeah I'll do a little set of future funk for you. All right, thank you. Here we are, KCSF 90.9, your community, your radio, all good funk alliance guests in the studio. It's a little. Set of future funk here, case yourself.
French, ooh, don't, don't, don't speak French, speak French, ooh.
Latin broadcast of music for the people. Step out, show me what you all about. Big 
fingers in your mouth Open up your black, pull your G-string down south Blew that back out, in the parking lot Buy a Cherokee and a green drop top And I don't stop, until I squirt Jeans, skirt, butt naked, it all work
And here we are, KCSF 90.9, your community, your radio, All Good Funk Alliance. Here, there was uh, Future Funk. Uh, yeah, a little Future Funk, a little slow-mo disco, um, just the the funky uh, kind of slow stuff that we love. That we love, yeah, because like we said before, like all these uh, shades of funk of, uh, or, or electronic music, let's call it like that. You love it and uh, you play. And I, we appreciate actually listening. It was, <laughs> was so good. And uh, while um, we've been talking before, it was a nice uh, topic. I, I really want to further this topic about p- piracy and uh, re- digital release. Because now digital releases are a big new thing no like music is sold mostly on the internet absolutely our our last album was digitally only just digital yeah yeah, yeah. because you know like nobody buys uh, cds or maybe records are still uh, on the market a little bit but you know digital is the, the new frontier no yeah yeah records don't sell anywhere what they used to sell either i mean if you sell 500 copies of a record that's a good thing now And that was laughable five, six years ago. Yeah. Uh, our Pete Sake release, we sold over 2,000 copies of. And um, we were completely blown away by it. But it was like, oh, this is what we can do. You know, once we really had a great product and a great way to distribute and move it. And then um, the, uh, the industry kind of fell out on us and changed. And um, people started going digital and stuff. And we were kind of late to jump on the whole digital bandwagon. Um, I think it was a couple of releases before we even had, had digital releases available. We were like, no, we're vinyl only. We're going we're gonna to stay vinyl only. And, um, it, you know, the market will change on you whether you want it, yeah. want it to change or not. So now I kind of embrace it. Um, it. It is what it is. I mean, you can find – you can go out right now and put in Jacks of All Trades, All Good Funk Alliance, and find 100 downloads for free. And I would encourage you, if you don't have the money or you, you, know, you just want to check it out, go ahead and download one of those copies. And if you like the music, then go and buy the songs that you like. Um, I'm, I'm more interested in gaining friends and fans and people that like our music as opposed to getting your money. Um, I would like you to pay and come see my show, and maybe I could get paid that way. But getting paid for music just doesn't really happen that often for us. I mean, it seems like, you know, you're always recouping or the money that you do get in needs to go back to a new computer or a new mixing board or a new yeah, synthesizer. So none of it really ever goes to the mortgage or the nitty gritty of bills. Um, that money comes from hardworking gigs and, you know, just out there grinding. So the more fans I can gain, um, that, that gained it by finding our music, the better. So, i mean, Pretty Lights uses that model where he gives away all his music and gains all his money via gigs. Uh, Ill Gates, there's a bunch. I mean, Girl Talk was famous for kind of starting that style. And, um, you know, I, I see the validity of that, that whole um, that way of uh, marketing your music because people have devalued it completely. It's so easy to grab. It's like, you know, a leaf on the ground. You can <laughs> pick yeah. it up. If you had to pay 99 cents every time you picked a leaf up off the ground, you probably wouldn't pick as many leaves off the ground. But. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good <laughs> metaphor. <isn't it? laughs> so, um, yeah, so the whole piracy thing and, like, you know, people in our industry are really freaked out about it, but... It's something you kind of have to embrace. Uh, we give away two to three songs a month, and I try to do one or two remixes uh, a month to give away. And always trying to have, you know, some kind of material for people to, to find us from and get onto and, and get into. Yeah, because, you know, like, there are new 
you start new followers, new fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the hype is going on, no? Like... Well, there's so much music out yeah. there too. There's so much noise. I mean, yeah. you, to really stand above the noise, you need to be unique and and have a cool perspective. But you also need to be available. If your music's only for sale on one site and no one can find it, how many fans are you going to gain? Maybe you got you know a hundred dollars off of that deal, but you know what what did that mean in the end? Yeah. So, so piracy, like you said, it's not a it's not a bad thing. At all, no. But it's g- it can be good if um, the name of the or the artist or the band uh, circulate and creates an hype, so people can go to the show and instead of paying for the music, pay for the performance. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, also, it's uh, very hard to. to st- how can you? How can you stop it? No, like. No, I mean, yeah, There's trying to stop it is, you know, you turn into a Metallica situation. Remember when they tried to sue everyone for downloading their music and they just alienated their fans? It's yeah, like, exactly. You can't go with that old, that old, you know, way of making music anymore. And it's, you know, it's sad. I, you know, I put a lot of time and effort into writing music. I'd love to sit back and collect checks off of all the hard work I put into it. But, you know, it's changed and either you accept it and like embrace it or you cry about it and lose. So, you know, yeah. I'd rather win and move on. Yeah, and also you are in the industry since a while, so you, you saw all these uh, all these little cha- all these big <laughs> changes. I mean, yeah, I mean we we've been popular and we've been unpopular. You know, yeah, we had, we had a, a a little blow up there. We were flying over to England, Australia, everywhere. I mean, we played Belgium ten days off festival. We played you know a ton of festivals. You know, back in two thousand five to two thousand seven, it was great, and then we fell off, and it was like. You know, what happened? Well, the music industry changed around us, but we always continue to do what we do, and it's great that it's coming back for us again. You know, we're we're getting a little bit more um, props and fame off of this last album and getting a little more tours out of it and things. So, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's I, I just keep pushing, and, you know, I'm not I'm always pushing for the next level. Yeah. Probably, I mean, like, like you are saying, it should be very important to keep, like, an eye open to about what is changing in the market out there, no? in the music market. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, those guys that were watching Dubstep come along and jumped on the bandwagon earlier and were, you know, look at Skrillex. I mean, he kind of just came out of, you know, Dubstep had been around for a while, but he kind of took it and did something kind of new with it and made it very, you know, accessible and then blew up huge from that. So, I mean, there's something to be said about watching the market and, doing something about it as long as it fits your vision and vibe i mean you wouldn't see us breaking out a dubstep song anytime soon but that's not what we're feeling so we just try to do what we do yeah exactly try to keep try to stay updated try to, to yeah always keep, we're always updating our sound yeah. though i mean it's that's that's something that's given if you if you just stay stagnant and you stay doing the same thing then people are going to be like oh well, i've heard this before yeah <laughs> especially and kids like they're yeah they're really into like what's the next thing and what's the newest thing and they don't really care so much about imagery or any of that stuff like there's this whole side of it where they're into like looking at crazy 90s bad graphics over top of their music they don't they're not worried about um you know the image as much anymore an interesting concept yeah it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of totally different like our generation was no like more like image and but you know now like the new generation are spoiled by lots of things so even they grew up with 
lots of data, lots of music, lots of so they are curious about the new, always the new things. No, there is not Absolutely. this nostalgia, nostalgic. Uh, and it makes me feel super hopeful. I, you know, I was really worried for a while. I was like, it seemed like every kid was like, you know, wanting to listen to bad hip hop or just dubstep or, you know, whatever was the du jour thing of the day. But it seems like now they're, the kids are out there innovating. They're taking our sounds and updating them and, and making them fresh and new again. And it's exciting. I mean, it's like uh, you, you've been playing before some tracks from very young producers. So yeah. Like yeah. even dealing with like f funk stuff, uh, but make it in a, in a contemporary. Yeah. I mean, I mean uh, to look at dads on display, if you look at, if you look at their catalog, like a lot of their stuff has touches of new Jack swing. And, you know, I, I tell them this, I'm like, yeah, this sounds kind of new Jack swingy. They don't even know what new Jack swing is. Like, what is that? You know, yeah. it was, it was before their time. And so they're, they're coming at it with a whole different concept. Like they're just, they just want some funky keys and, to them, it sounds like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which you know <laughs> is New Jack Swing in a sense. But you know, it's they don't even care about that. They're just like they're just out there to make new music, and to them, it sounds fresh and new, whether it's something that's grabbing something from old or not. They don't give a shit about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, in a um, in a producer point of view, no, like I mean, you you keep yourself uh, open in different channels like you say like side project and but you have to adapt for this no like trying to challenge yourself every time with new releases like oh absolutely to, to please please them no like i don't you know I, I we've we we i would say on like our second album or our third album we did uh slingshot boogie we really were trying to please the fans we're like oh let's try and do something that the our previous songs that really blew up, like let's do something along those lines. And then this last album, we didn't do any of that. We really just kind of came at all the songs like, do we like them? Or there's something that speaks to us. And maybe if we're really into it and we're really passionate about it, maybe that will, you know, garner our old fans, you know, you know, looking at our, our music in a new light or whatever. And they did. They all came over. We only had like a couple of bad, you know, responses to the new album, but most of it was very positive. A lot of people wanted to come along for the ride and, and hear something new. Nice. Uh, can you give it to our listeners some uh, like details, like website, how they can follow you? Yeah, absolutely. If you go to SoundCloud and uh, look up All Good Funk Alliance, uh, just one word, All Good Funk Alliance, you'll find a ton of our music. We give away music all the time. We give away mixes all the time. And then our whole album is up there. You can check out. And listen to the full tracks, un, you know, not clips. <laughs> uh, we also um, are under Fort Knox Recordings. If you go to the Fort Knox website, there's a little artist tab, and you can find all good Funk Alliance under there. And that's got our blog, and that's got all our updates and all that jazz. We also have a Facebook page. If you want to jump over to Facebook and like our page, that would be great. And um, we're also on Twitter, AGFA Music. And um, I'm not a huge Twitter guy. I tweet like once a day or once a <laughs> once every couple of days, but we're on there. And uh, Funk Weapons um, under SoundCloud is the label that I run and super hi-fi as well. And you can find our releases on there as well. And then, uh, like I said, side project earlier is uh, Sons of Satin. And, uh, you know, tons of free music there, so... Lots of good resources to find uh, free music if you want. You could you could have a, a a full day of free music if you wanted to going through all those sites. Nice, nice. We always support um, free music, especially especially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
All right, Rusty, it was a pleasure to have you here. You gonna you wanna play a little set, just a closing set? Yeah, I'm gonna play a little set and uh, song. Yeah, and this stuff is um yeah, I've been playing all stuff that's uh AGFA type stuff for our remixes. Um this last stuff is uh from this guy's uh Kenosis um out of uh Canada and Copycat out of uh Australia. And they kinda taken on like old school hip hop production and updated it, so i hope you kind of dig it cool and uh tonight you're gonna perform at mighty yes with my at mighty and i'm playing the early set i'm playing from 10 to 11 30 so get down there early and come hang out course after me um i think uh mopo and then peanut butter wolf and then four knocks five will be closing out the evening but it's going to be ridiculous Poor, yeah. peanut butter wolf is an amazing dj if you've never heard him or never even heard of him um he runs stone's throw which is a hugely influential label and he's just a great dj um you know by all means you should go and check him out yeah, tonight at Mighty, and here we are, KCSF 90.9, your community, your radio, last mix from All Good Funk Alliance, Rusty in the house, and we're going to start, yes! Yeah. 
the wake of the stress. Bigger them up with no respect, hold bigger them up with no respect, hold bigger them up with bigger them up with bigger them up with no respect, hold that. Nothing in my mind, hold that respect, but still wait, kept on coming about with tons of tons of wake of the stress. Bigger them up with no respect, hold bigger them up with no respect, hold rappers not correct, so we bust them up to death. Now it's time. So, 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 so,